0: What's up, everyone? Hope you're having a great Thursday. Welcome to another episode of Off The Dome Radio. Today we have a very special guest. So someone that, uh, when we search for guests, we found um, Jesse, and she's our guest for the day, found her journey. She has quite an incredible weight loss journey and transformation. And she found out a lot of things about herself, not just in weight loss, but she transformed in many different areas of her life. So she really gets into the nitty gritty of that and shares, uh, just some, some harder parts of, of life and some real life things that, that happen. And as Tim and I always talk on the show, uh, we don't know what everyone else is is going through we're not stepping in everyone else's shoes so we really got a glimpse of of her background where she came from and what she had to overcome in order to get to where she is today. So uh, with Jesse, we start with her her background story, where her weight loss journey started, what that looked like for her, whether that was with food or exercise, uh, mindset, and how she just kind of started. And she has a very simple way of of starting and lost her first 100 pounds uh, in a way that would probably surprise a lot of you. So we we go through that, um, how she talked about the length of the process and time that it took to lose uh, the way that she did. She talked about things that really were game changers for her, really essential to her transformation and her journey. And she also was featured in an article uh, by Women's Health Magazine. So we discussed that, how that came to be, and she's uh, been interviewed some other times as well. So we kind of discuss uh, what's being published in terms of her journey, but she's very faith driven and wants to be really noted for the that as well sim uh, i know this was each of our first time kind of talking to jesse here uh, we didn't know we we're coming into the show so what'd you think of the episode
1: yeah i enjoy the conversation greatly uh one word i describe uh jesse is authentic mm-hmm. uh, she was very transparent about the way she transformed herself um no shortcuts i mean in her instagram profile it says no surgeries she did it the natural way mm-hmm. and her biggest lesson and message she was trying to say is Anybody can do this if you're consistent with it, and you don't have to be perfect the whole, the whole journey, the whole way. Like you can, as long as you stay consistent with it, she gives great tips on how you can incorporate that um, into whatever changes that you're trying to make. She, she discusses the obstacles that she overcame at first, uh, just some tips along the way, um, and she also gets into lessons that she learned about herself in the process. And I, I thought that what she had to say was great and how a lot of people can relate to it. And not everybody's story is the same. So align what you're trying to achieve with your own life values, and I mean it all starts with defining that. Uh, we also talk about just the growth that she's had on Instagram and how she's been able to be authentic for the people that are following her on her journey. Because there's a lot of people on the social media app who may project a life that's not really what they're living behind the scenes, and what we commit her on is how like upfront she's and how authentic she is and sharing her journey in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a fantastic interview. Um, I know a lot of people are going to get great value from this, whether you're trying to make um, a big life change, a small life change. She gives some very applicable things that you can do and mindsets that you can take, um, in that process that whatever you're trying to achieve in your life. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very real conversation, uh, very down to earth. And, and you know, uh, we've referenced, but if you're just going through a hard time, you're really having a hard go of it. Uh, she's been through the ringer as well. So she's, she's come out on the other side and really promotes uh, having faith and, and just doing what you think you need to do. She's very genuine, uh, very real. So uh, without further ado, here we are having a conversation with Jesse. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. How are you guys?
0: Good. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm Colin, and he's
2: Tim. Colin and Tim. Okay. Nice to meet you. I'm Jesse.
0: (laughs) Nice to meet you. Jesse with a G. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, let's uh, change it up a little bit. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Where where are you at? Like, where are you located?
2: I am currently in Alexandria, Virginia.
0: Okay. And have you always
2: been there? No, this is my husband's hometown. I'm actually from Grand Rapids, Michigan. So... Okay. I've been living here on and off the last uh let's see you now six years so
0: okay, you enjoy it
2: I do I like it here a lot better than michigan it's It has more to do. there's more opportunity, I would say, so okay. Grand Rapids is
0: nice though can it,
2: it is it's home, it's where all my family is, but it was tough, yeah, tough living there. How about you guys? Where are you guys from?
0: So, we're in Indianapolis currently, but I'm from Northwest Indiana, so real close to Chicago without crossing the border.
2: Nice. Yeah. That is nice. Chicago's really close to Grand Rapids, so.
0: Yeah, okay. it's fun. I spent a lot of my life in New Buffalo, Michigan. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like exit number one. Uh, going into Michigan, so we travel like the western part of the state. So I know all along the lake, like Saugatuck, Pentwater, all those good, good spots. So yeah,
2: that's yeah. Awesome.
0: And then Tim's from Warsaw, Indiana, so close to Indy, a couple of couple hours outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And we we met through through college as well. Yeah. Sl- Slager is one year older than me, mm-hmm. so yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: So we went we went to Butler. Uh, so our basketball team, we're on a losing streak, but that's that's where we went to school. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Yeah. You're not really. I didn't go to school,
0: but it's all good. It's all good. Um yeah, so I I actually found you on Instagram. So when we kinda search for people, we'll go through kind of we'll have our own bouts of of time that we set aside and like, all right, so one night I was all looking into chefs and then one night it was like I'll follow the hashtag health and fitness. I think I might have found you on one of those. Mm -hmm. Um I I saw something just jumped out and I clicked it. And so that's how I kind of found you. Um and very interested by your story. I read your women's health article and things. So I guess if you want to kind of start with your background, uh how we kinda got here for our listeners and, and where your current journey kind of started for for you.
2: Okay. And well, anything
0: goes, you can say whatever you want on this show.
2: Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. Um yeah, so like I said, I am from Grand Rapids and um I come from a relatively big family. We are Sicilian, and my family came over from Sicily with a bunch of business ideas and plans, and so there are pizza places and restaurants all across Michigan um, that my family owns. And so for me, food has always been like a really big part of my life, and um yeah growing up, I just had a unhealthy food addiction. I would say, um, not everything you know was hard and and difficult, you know, even with celebration, you know, people come together around food, and so I was always eating happy or sad <laughs> and then, um yeah, what led to my weight loss journey was actually i would i hit my rock bottom just before I started to lose weight, so. I was a former drug addict. I had dropped out of high school. Um, I was admitted to the mental hospital for a week because I had manic depression and anxiety. And um, I just had lost control of my life. And um, no father. My mom was in now. And so, I was at my highest weight of 252 pounds um, at 16 years old, and um, I just felt like there was like no way out for me. I was really hopeless, I would say. And then when I was 17, like just on the cusp of turning 17, I had a life-changing encounter with Jesus that actually is like the whole reason why I started to lose weight. And so um, my weight loss story is very different from most people's because it's very much so just as much a spiritual experience and transformation as it was a physical one, a mental one, an emotional one. Um, and so for me, uh, that's what I try to bring to the table with my Instagram and just in my everyday life. Um, I try to inspire people. In all spheres of life, that no matter what you're going through, like physical, all the way through to spiritual, which is to me like the deepest level of the human, um, that there is hope and that you can um, change if you really want to.
1: That's great. What is, when that spiritual interaction when you when you found Jesus, what like what about that inspired you to lose weight? What did that look like?
2: yeah um, well, what it looked like for me is, uh, I guess growing up, I had a real tendency to uh, be depressed, I would say, and yeah, just feel really anxious, and I felt very incapable of doing anything in my own strength. And so, when I had that encounter with Jesus, um, basically, I felt like when I had this revelation of God and his realness and his love for me and how the gospel relates to me, I experienced, you know, this truth that I might not, might not be able to do this on my own, but with God's strength and in that inner fortitude, I can do it. And I really like relied on him and like his strength to do everything like that I've done like since that point like I guess I've struggled a lot with self doubt and it always made me feel like so much better to know that God was my strength and that and I did feel like inside you know as I would read the Bible especially you know reading words like with God all things are possible and that through Christ you can do all things um, I don't know. it just clicked in my head, and I just really believed the words that you know with trusting in God and like walking my life like according to the Bible that I would be able to do whatever I really wanted and and I did <laughs> mm. so yeah, that's great
0: that's awesome did so did someone like introduce you to that? Was it kind of a stumble upon type of deal, or
2: no, um I actually had an ex, like, I had a similar experience when I was younger. Um, when I was nine years old, it was kind of the first time that I was introduced to God or Christianity um, with my stepdad. He actually introduced my whole family, my mom, my sister, and I to church, to God. And then when I was around 12, it's kind of like when I fell away because um, my sister, like, some, she was sexually abused by a family member. And so, like, me not knowing, but my mom and my stepdad also were. And so, for me, like, not knowing, they tended to my sister and were nurturing her and were, like, so destroyed over what happened. And me being so young, I didn't understand what was going on. And so I don't think they meant to do this, but they kind of like pushed me to the side. And then from that place, I think I got really angry and I felt super neglected. And so um, I don't know, I guess I subconsciously related God to them that if they were like pushing me away that he also was. And so I kind of just flipped to the other side. Um, I delved into witchcraft. I delved into um, other forms of spiritualism that really screwed things up for me, to say the least. And so um, when I was 17, I definitely knew God. I have always known God was real, but before I had that experience, i was very angry i would say and very um adamant to share that with people and to turn them away so it was it was a very much so transformational thing for me because i definitely wasn't about it before you know sure.
0: yeah um yeah. and and i'm someone who in the last year or so has restarted my own spiritual journey. So I'm, I connect very well with your story as well. Jesus is awesome. Um, but, and the the anger piece, it's, it's very draining too. It's just exhausting to always be that angry. Um, so when, when you realize like, okay, you're, you're 17, something's got to change. Uh, where kind of did you start? Cause I'm sure a lot of people that are going to listen to this, like, okay, I just don't know where to start. Like, what do I do first? Do I, worry about food or do I like go zero to hundred in the gym or do I get a trainer rep? Like, so how did you kind of go about it and, and what were kind of your baby steps and the, the mindset shift uh, that took place as well?
2: Great question. <laughs> um, I always tell people this and it kind of comes as a shock, but I lost the first hundred pounds simply by walking. I didn't do any other form of exercise whatsoever because I was extremely ignorant. I had absolutely no one in my corner um, guiding me or teaching me. And when I was starting off with my weight loss journey, it was back in 2013. Instagram was still kind of starting up and I wasn't, you know, hip to YouTube or anything like that. So for me, it was just walking and, Um, In terms of food, it was difficult because, again, like, (laughs) I had multiple eating disorders, um, and I developed new ones as I was trying to lose weight. And so what I did um, in the beginning, probably, I wouldn't, I mean, I would not recommend (laughs) to anyone, but I didn't exactly know what I was doing, so I didn't eat probably as much as I should have, first of all. Um, If there's one thing I know now because I've fluctuated in weight a lot, it would be that portion control is the way to go and tracking calories is the way to go because you will have like total control over, you know, everything. But back then, I just had no tools. And in my ignorant brain, I was thinking, well, if you eat less, you'll lose weight. Um, So, yeah, I had struggled with being bulimic. So throwing up, um, forcing myself to throw up when I would eat what I thought was too much or just straight up not eating, period. Like there was a point in my life Um, Back in 2013, where I kind of took advantage of um, the term fasting, you know, so to all of like my Christian brothers and sisters at church, you know, I, I was fasting, but I actually didn't eat a single thing for two weeks straight except yeah. for one strawberry. Wow. And um, I still like, to this day, don't know how I survived with no food for two weeks. Um, I just thank God that he kept me alive. <laughs> but um, yeah, coming from that place, and then having to basically do it over because I regained weight. I would tell people that tracking their meals is the most important thing. I did it with cause you're seeing how many calories you're burning. And then there's a huge food database. You track what you're eating and, um, start out. Excuse walking. Me,
1: excuse me. Can you, you, you went out for like 20 seconds, like oh, 15 no seconds. So when you say tracking meals is the most important thing, could you say that again? And then what you said after that? Sorry. It just, no it, I want to make sure everyone heard that very important point you said.
2: No problem. So yeah, I, tracked everything with my Fitbit app and by wearing the Fitbit watch. So it's important because you're seeing everything, like all the calories that you burned in a day on the app. And then there's a huge food database that you can log in all of your measurements, all of, you know, everything that you ate. And then it helps you see like how much of a caloric deficit you're in. It helps you see, um, you know, maybe how much more you can eat at the end of the day. Like if you want an extra snack or something like that, it just helps keep you, you know, in line uh, with how much you're eating. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And and I feel like that tracking is so important. And I'm glad you said that calories are a big thing because calories do matter. Um, You know, calories in, calories out, Uh, weight loss, caloric deficit, but there's more to the equation than that. But so I'm glad, I'm glad you were able to, to track because I know it's also kind of a pain in the ass to do that. Like yeah. it, it, it's, <laughs> it's not always fun to track or prep or anything like that. Um, so you started doing that, uh, you lost the first hundred just walking. So after that, uh, then how did you kind of ramp things up or get a little more detailed with your, your regimen?
2: Yeah. Um, truthfully, I went on a yo-yo cycle for the next eight years. Well, six. It was eight years in total that it took me to get to this point. Um, Because it took me a little under two years to lose 100 pounds. But then because I didn't track and I didn't really develop the right type of discipline, you know, like I thought I'd be so disciplined and, you know, not eating, but that's not the right type of discipline to have. Um So I would go on cycles of binging, not exercising at all, and then get on the bandwagon again. So this last um, December actually, well December 2018, so this last year um, is when I decided that I was gonna start the tracking. I was going to start exercising regularly and really teach myself like how to eat the right way exercise the right way rest the right way and that's how I came to lose you know the last 45 pounds that I was trying to lose because I would regained weight um to make it to my goal weight now got so
0: got it yeah so that that's a long process so eight years from from start to now mm-hmm. uh how did you know, I, I'm not sure if you knew how long it was going to take, but some people, especially with any body image change or, or something, whether it's strength, building muscle, losing weight, they want it now. So how how can people make peace? I don't know if you, you have certain tricks or, or tips where they need to understand it's going to take time. So it took you just under two years to lose 100 pounds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and it takes longer to do it safely, right? Make sure there's no metabolic damage and things. So mentally, how, how did you make peace with, with the timeline of the whole process? And how do you think others can, can do the same?
2: I think it's been a huge learning process because, um, yeah, it's definitely really hard to start a weight loss journey and then be working out and eating well and not see hardly any loss on the scale. And you just start thinking of anything you can do to make the process go faster. And um, for me, I just had to think about the fact that for me personally, like I look at the past and it's like okay, you already tried to do things the fast way and it was unhealthy and you were sick and you screwed up, you know, your metabolism and all of these other things. And um, at the end of the day, it really screws with like your self-esteem as well and like your self-confidence and how you view yourself when you rush to lose weight. So I would say if, you know, truly value who you are and recognize the state that you're in like it did not take you two months to gain 50 100 pounds it's not going to take two months to drop 30 40 50 pounds or whatever people look for um you just need to be in that right mindset that no matter what it takes and no matter how long it takes they're going to do things the right way because The most important thing is creating a sustainable lifestyle. If you cannot sustain your meals and your workouts, then everything you're doing is pointless unless you plan to starve yourself for the rest of your life and you plan to do intense cardio sessions, you know, worth an hour long every day for the rest of your life, then it's not going to work. So that's what I would say.
0: Sure. That. And I'm, I'm glad you went the sustainability route because people ask me, what's the best diet? What's the best workout? Oh, well, the one you're going to stick with. Let's start with that. Yeah. Uh, just consistency. Uh, so that's, I think, half the battle too. So I'm glad you went there as well. Yeah. Um, so w- with the the food too, there's a, sounds like a big food relationship change. So when did it start to, okay, like food is good for me still. I still mm-hmm. need to eat more to, to lose more, uh, how did you kind of shift that with a good relationship with food now?
2: That started for me in January of 2019. Well, yeah, the end of January, where I was on the Weight Watchers program. And um, I'm really, really grateful for that program because I'm not on it anymore, but it's there that I learned where I need to have a healthy relationship with food and not look at it as my enemy. Like I think that program's awesome because it teaches you that you can eat anything in moderation and still get to your weight loss goals. I lost 10 pounds with the program. The reason I didn't stick with it is because it was the freestyle program and the zero point foods kind of like screwed with me because i was like oh zero points and so i was like oh zero calories and i'm like eating you know three chicken breasts and then i'm like oh why did i gain weight and so i just i'm a super literal black and white person so i had to you know not do that anymore but yeah for me um that's when i saw like oh i can track that i ate a reeses And it's fine. Like it doesn't mess with my overall goal. And so that's when I learned like, okay, I don't have to cut entire food groups out or sweets or anything like that. If I don't want to, I just, they need to be accounted for, you know, so that's why I switched over to calorie counting instead. Because I don't know before, like when I was calorie counting before Weight Watchers, I would think, oh, you know, I have to be eating just super low calorie foods as well and, and very healthy. And I mean, I enjoy healthy meals, but I also like eating ice cream and I love eating pizza and hamburgers and fries. And, you know, I don't, I don't like a life, you know, the idea of a life without foods that I enjoy. So that's where that shift changed for me. It's like when I saw in that program that you can eat food and still lose weight, even if it's not healthy. Per right. se.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: My mom's a big ice cream. So she's the same. So she's a healthy lifestyle coach and she's oh. like, I'll never give up the ice cream. And it's like, yeah. it's understandable. So like, you don't have to, I mean, unless you're about to step on stage, you got to give it up for a while. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's where it's like the moderation and her rule is, you know, whether it's that or you're out to dinner and there's dessert. If it's not amazing, like then pass on it, you know, right. desserts say like Thanksgiving or Christmas, wait for grandma's like, whatever pie that she only makes once a year, not right. the store-bought cookies. Yeah. Um, so that that's her rule. If it's not amazing, don't <laughs> bother. If it's gonna be amazing, go for it and don't even think twice about it. Yeah. So that, that's good. I'm glad you were able to, to find that, that healthy relationship because people underestimate the power of the mind food and food and how you can relate one with the other. So uh, that's cool to hear how you kind of transitioned out of that and realized like, no, I, I can't have these things, they're not bad foods, there's just bad application of
2: of foods. Yeah, I think um I've really eliminated that term in my head that oh that's bad food or unhealthy food. I just look at it as food that, you know, it might be less nutritionally dense. Okay. But it's still food. Like Mm -hmm. I don't I think the the way we look at things is super important. And I think As people, we overcomplicate things way too much all the time and especially when it comes to weight loss because when you, you know, look at an Oreo as an evil bad food and you're like, oh, I can't have that but I really want it so bad and then you're depriving yourself, eventually you're going to be like, okay, I just need to have Oreos and then you gobble down an entire sleeve of Oreos and then you feel like a piece of crap because you just ate so many Ore- Oreos and it's like, you don't have to do that. Like if you want four Oreos, go eat them and, it's okay. <laughs> and then for dinner, continue on with your chicken breast and your, you know, potatoes and whatever you're going to eat. And it's not a big deal.
0: Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Oreos are the bomb. They are. Yeah. Really they good. Especially
2: with milk, man. Yeah. So
0: yeah, it's the best. I got a dairy allergy. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> almond
2: milk. I almond love milk, almond though. milk.
0: Yeah, that's yep. good stuff. I'll switch between that and coconut milk, like with my smoothies and things, or yeah. I'm cooking or baking, whatever. I'll, I'll switch between just so I don't hammer one too much.
2: Yeah. But I don't,
0: yeah, I don't do it straight up, though, in a glass. I don't know. I just don't drink straight up almond milk. I like it. Yeah. But
2: the vanilla flavor, not the original. Uh,
0: all I buy is unsweet. Maybe that's why so I don't drink it in the
1: class. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> not- Maybe we should try something
0: different. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so I'm interested how uh, your relationship with the uh, Women's Health Magazine kind of got started. Mm-hmm. So how, how did you guys get to connected? What did that look like? And, and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah. It really just fell into my lap. Um, One of their writers found me on Instagram, just like you, I don't even know how, and (sighs) messaged me and asked if she could talk to me more about my weight loss journey. And I said, of course, because that's so amazing. Women health, Mm magazine. And so from there, we just did like a little interview. And then she came out with that amazing article and was beautifully written and I'm really proud of that.
0: (laughs) That It it was a good article too. Uh, Have you done any other work with other publishers? Do you do any writing yourself, anything like that?
2: Um, I do love to write myself, but I haven't written anything on my own accord of this topic. But um, I did just recently have another story come out that I haven't talked about because... I don't know if I should say this, but...
0: Breaking news on Off the Dome, you can't lead us
2: up like that. Let's just say <laughs> that the um, this company kind of said things in a way that I never meant for them to be taken, like, mm-hmm. so it, it's a huge, huge news company, and it was just a bummer because I want to share, but just...
0: So then, did represent your words as well as you would have liked.
2: Yeah, the whole story is really focused on something I didn't say. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of truths. Like, the entire article is true except for this main focal point that they, like, wrap everything around. And so... Um,
0: so were you able to... Uh, did you not have any like say creative control over that? like since it is your story, um, would they not change
2: things? Okay so the the difficulty is that the interview is done with a smaller um, a smaller group. and okay. I, I don't know if they sold my story or whatever they did to the big guy. and then, um, so I don't believe I have any say in them changing it because it's like out there already. Yeah, but um, I it's not that I, okay, this is what I said originally. Okay, the prompting question that they had asked me was, have I lost any friends or family ties over my weight loss?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When To which I answered yes, because I have lost ties with friends over my weight loss however the focal point of this story was me losing family over my weight loss which uh, isn't uh, true and that totally changes the entire narrative of my story and i didn't i didn't really like that and so that's what i'm kind of struggling with right now
1: <laughs> got it that's understand. extremely annoying and i yeah. will say jesse with us when the interview is over we send you the entire interview and you get to tell us what we keep, don't keep, and get full credit.
2: Oh, so yay, I'm sure,
1: sure you, that's, how we, yeah. that's what we do with all of our guests. That's what we do with you. So
2: okay. We should, that's so you should say count. that at the
1: beginning, but I forgot to say that. Yeah, but, and, yeah. And nice thing. This is like words are spoken,
0: so we can't change or ad lib things that you right. say. <laughs> so right. we don't sound like you. <laughs> right. Um, interestingly enough, we've had someone else on the show where they were a little hesitant at first to come on because they were misrepresented in another uh, mm-hmm. published uh, piece of work about them. And um, it, it was just a poor misrepresentation. He, That's why he was like, ah, I don't know, Like this happened. And after we did some digging and, and read what was written as opposed to what his message was, it was – complete opposites. Yeah. So kind of similar to your story. And we told him like, look, if you don't want to understand, but you do have full control. Uh, if you don't like any of it, so be it, but we can cut things. We can leave as much. We, we try to be as raw as possible. So if there's anything you don't like yeah, we, we take care of it. But uh, yeah, that's super unfortunate to, to hear. Cause first I got all excited. I was like, Oh, new banging article coming out, like follow up from women's health. But um
2: It's a yeah, shame <laughs> it, it
0: really is, and it's like you know it's one of those where the few ruin it for the many in terms of writers and, and news companies, right It's like okay, so were you trying to just go for a headline um like more more clickbait, but at the same time, you'll still get that if you stick with you just you did lose friends over it yeah. um, it's like people are still gonna read it nonetheless, so now you're just now you. Are damaging the good name. So I'm, I'm sorry that that happened, but we promise that won't happen here.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Really appreciate that.
0: Um, so do you think that you'll start any, like your own blog or anything, start doing your own like public writing?
2: I think um, my type of writing is more geared towards Christianity and mm-hmm. just like uh, inner healing and, and just expounding on like verses and, and on God and things like that. And so I do have a blog, um, but I haven't written in it in a while. And so I kind of just write when inspiration strikes. Mm. Um, so yeah, other than that, I don't plan on making a weight loss blog or anything like that. I do have intentions to make a YouTube channel sometime in the future. Um, that's something that I've wanted to do for years, but um it's it's difficult for me because i have you know desire to like have things look and be perfect and when i'm like ignorant in something it's hard for me to just start up and you know <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's how you learn though i mean yeah. we didn't know anything about audio equipment or podcasting and we're just like well we think we can do it
2: <laughs> yeah it's uh, but, actually re- so interesting that this opportunity came about as well because my husband is super interested. I mean, he's not just super interested; he is already planning to make like, his own podcast as well and stuff. So when I told him about this, he was like, "Oh, go do it!" And so like, so excited about it. And so, uh, right on. That's what's awesome.
0: What's this podcast going to be about?
2: Um. Well, he's a professional soccer player, so his um. Oh, nice. Uh, podcast is going to gear around. Soccer, um, bringing other players and people onto the show to talk about their experiences. A lot goes on uh, mm-hmm. behind the scenes that people do not see, and then um, also talking about faith as well and lifestyle. So that's going to be where his niche is.
1: That is awesome. Go. Yeah, yeah. we interviewed a soccer player for our podcast before. Uh, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, professional
0: soccer player. Yeah, he plays over in uh, over in Europe. Uh, we went to school with him, and oh. so yeah, he, he he's, he's doing really well over there. So we're like, hey man, you want to jump on a on a show? And so yeah, we keep up with him uh, to this day. He's will hit some bumps. Like he's yeah. it impresses me. Like I've I've seen him as like when you see the like the talent that he's working against, and
2: whew, uh-huh.
0: like those guys get after it. And I'm sure same with your husband where. You know, as they get older, younger guys coming in, they still have to push harder than the young guys because no, no job is safe, right? So it's I I really, really respect and admire how much like they have to put in all the time.
2: Yeah, it is. I don't think people realize how much goes into that sport. Um, I was just scrolling through TikTok the other day, and so many people make fun of soccer and soccer players, and you know, just look at it as a I don't know, like a sissy sport, but it's really not. So
0: it's like top three most dangerous that. sports in the world.
2: It is. It's so dangerous and they right. only have shin guards and it's you need so much endurance and stamina and strength and it's
1: Yeah. So much. Whenever people are kicking at or near your legs, it's probably not <laughs> it's it's a pretty it's a pretty intense sport.
0: And that, yeah. that ball's going what, like sixty, seventy, eighty miles an hour?
1: Yeah.
0: Like it's not a dodgeball, kids. It, it's going to hurt. Um, and, you know, all these booers that are saying it's a sissy sport. Yeah, from the couch, right, dog? <laughs> Looks easy from the TV. Um, so so with all this, uh, has it launched you into – I know you said you do a lot of riding with, with faith and things. Has your weight loss journey uh, pushed you to – Uh, help others in terms of like, whether that's coaching, uh, any personal training, is that of any interest to you at all to get into any of that space?
2: Yes. I, um, signed up to take personal training and nutrition coaching classes at the beginning of this month. Um, it was a really impulsive decision actually, but it's something I had been thinking about for a while and then I just impulsively bought it. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I feel like I've developed a really deep care for not just my followers, but any person that I see that struggles with their weight. Um, Because I just know like of all of the mental and emotional baggage that comes along with it and this shame and guilt that people can be carrying and you honestly feel really lost when you're starting out trying to lose weight. I mean, you really don't know what you're doing. And so me being someone that has gone through that, I want to help other people that have been through it because I don't want anyone to feel like they're alone in it, you know. And uh, I do try to inspire as much as I can, you know, in my posts by – writing inspirational things and the like but yeah I'm definitely excited to take what I learn and just my own experience to a gym and then online as well to help other people reach their dreams too great
1: that's awesome Mm -hmm. And I was going to ask you is that is that pretty much we want to ask about like your Instagram, too, because I feel like your Instagram has been a great channel for you to do what you just mentioned. Um, and we've noticed like through your journey, through your sharing that you've had really good growth on there. Can you attribute any of your success to anything specific as to how you've been able to gain a lot of people who want to share in your journey and learn more? A- any big difference makers there for
2: you? Mm. For That's an interesting question. I haven't really thought about that. But um, I would say that perhaps my kind disposition is what makes people feel maybe more connected to me or the fact that I interact with everyone that comments or messages Mm -hmm. me. Um, I do not turn anybody away unless they're weirdos because you know, <laughs> on Instagram.
0: I'm glad we didn't get lumped into that category. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> that's, that's why I had to tell you how we found you because I've had people reach out to me. It's like, how did you find me? Like, oh, we, we have different methods and things, but we'll teach you. i like, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay.
2: Mm, no. Um, yeah. No, you guys were super professional and not weird. So that was <laughs> We weird,
0: appreciate but, that. <laughs>
2: yeah but um yeah i just i try to connect with people as much as i can like i do not think my approach is one where i'm on a pedestal i feel like i am on the you know on a level playing field with everyone and i try to make myself accessible to people and um i think something that draws a lot of people in is the captions underneath my um, transformation photos, because they see such a big difference. And um, I always try with those big types of pictures to convey to people that, um, that they can do it too. And that it's you know very possible and feasible for them and that they're not alone, I would mm-hmm. say. Like, yeah. it's totally normal that you're in the place that you're in, like, then it's totally normal to feel maybe lost or hopeless, but there is hope. And, mm-hmm. and I think people like that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. People just like to feel understood. And that yeah. like people were in their position at one point and that where they want to go is possible. I feel like with your profile, people, people definitely feel that right away. And just what you said about accessibility, it's just, it's it's you can't expect to make a difference if you're not going to engage with anybody. Yeah, um, so exactly. it's good that you you highlighted that. As well. Mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you touched on like
0: just connecting with people, you know, being on that ground level like we we're, we're all in the same, you're not up here because it's like some of these, you know, trash influencers that you see where it's like what they do, it's unrealistic to, for yeah. to give as general advice, right? And it's, you know, they're they're kind of acting like they're up here it's like okay if you find that common ground that good commonality and just relate to regular people because that's what we all are we just happen to do different paths and different walks of life
2: mm-hmm. where, uh,
0: then they can finally understand like okay this person just has an Instagram profile just like I do uh, exactly. they have things going on just like I do like we all have likes dislikes um, you know people have boyfriends, girlfriends, wives, husbands, whatever. So we're, we all have a lot of similarities. So it's not as hard to connect with people. It's just, I'm glad you're not making it hard where you do it very naturally. And it's, uh, I think your profile comes off as very human in a way yeah. where it's, okay, yeah, this is like, yeah, I can jive with this. Like I'll get down and, oh damn, like she she really did it. She lost a ton of weight. Like, let's see how she did it, what she did. So I think that's cool that you, you realize how much you need to connect with, with people and, and just be ground level with everyone and just straight up is, let's call it what it is.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: I think um, I've developed that just because, um, you know, the stigma that might be on a person like me that's married to a person like my husband. Um, I tend not to share his career with anybody. Mm -hmm. you know as much as possible just because people automatically put a label on you and start to create in their head what they think a wife of a pro soccer player would be like and I can assure everybody that any assumption you have is probably 100% wrong and so for me um I kind of like to play the incognito card you know like I am Just a normal person that is just like you, exactly. That is not doing anything any, you know, more different than you are. And, uh, yeah, I've been really tempted, to say the least, you know, to make sure that my profile is super neat and pristine and perfect looking and edited and filtered. And this is something I actually expressed to my husband not too long ago, and he said the exact same thing that you said was that it's very human and it's very relatable and people can see like this profile belongs to an actual human being. It's not automated or, or fake. And I felt like mixed feelings at first because I was like, no, it's not like an official like Instagram page, you know, like I don't look like an official fitness Instagrammer. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think that's what makes me different.
0: Yeah, that's like, what's an official fitness Instagrammer anymore? Like, you, you know, it's so just relative and wishy-washy and everything's arguable in fitness. And so, no, I I, think you're on the right path. And I, yeah, I like your approach. I really Thank do. You. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know our, our our personals are very, you know, kind of casual. We do what we want off the cuff. And then our, our podcast one's a little more, like, laid out we plan it out but that's with like posts and videos and clips and things to where we need to keep pushing content blogs and stuff so uh yeah tim's done a really nice job he does a lot of marketing so he's uh really hit our instagram hard a lot and helped really make it look aesthetic and looks really pretty tim (laughs) i enjoy working with graphic design it's a
1: passion Yeah. yeah
2: sorry it cut you guys out after you said marketing
0: Oh, oh, we were just, oh, yeah. We we're just so I, I was saying, uh, yeah, Tim does a lot of marketing, especially digitally. So he's helped really kind of keep our, our podcast Instagram cleaner. So that might look a little more formal and things, but that's yeah. where, you know, we push blogs, we have audio clips, we promote our interview guests and things. Um, so he's really helped kind of pretty it up <laughs> and, and make sure it's, it is clean. It looks nice. It's cause it's a business, you know?
2: Yeah. But, exactly. uh,
0: yeah, I, I still really like how, how you're going about it, and clearly it's it's working. Yeah, so, you know it's not broke. Yeah, right. That's right. right. Um, so, Jesse, what's I know you're in the you're doing your personal training. You're gonna sign up for nutrition coaching as well. Um, so, so what's next? You're gonna take that online? Are you gonna to try to train in a local gym a few days a week? How are you planning on going about uh, the next step?
2: Well, I am planning to, well, (laughs) planning is so hard, uh, in my life because of the nature of my husband's job. And so, um, until things are settled in that area, I can't really (laughs) plan anything. So depending on how things work out for him in the next couple of weeks, I will be able to decide, um because I might be moving soon, Uh I move around a lot. And so that's why um, I really like the approach I've taken to get these certifications, because if all else fails and I'm overseas like I just was in El Salvador for six months, I can always do this online, strictly online. Um, But I do want to work in a gym because I'm a very one-on-one type of person. I love being with people in person, so... If possible, that is what I will do. I will uh, try to find a gym to work at, and possibly online as well. Just depending on like the workload and how I feel, and like if I even have you know clients. So sure.
0: yeah,
2: oh, you're gonna get mind. clients.
0: You're yeah. gonna get some clients.
2: Thanks. Yeah. Um.
0: So how often do you do you move? Hmm.
2: Um. I move every year, pretty much. Um, sometimes uh, every six to eight months. Oh, it wow. just depends um, on the leagues that my husband plays in. It depends because the seasons differentiate depending on the leagues. Okay. And mm-hmm. So um, the USL leagues are about to start up, the MLS, and things like that, and so we wait and we see, um, El Salvador's just started. And so.
0: Okay. (laughs) Do you have a favorite spot you've been so far?
2: Yes, I do. We were in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, in 2018 and it was the best experience ever. Uh, it's the most random place in the world, but, (laughs) um, the soccer experience was amazing. So fun. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed living there. Now, it was It was great in terms of, it was the first time that we were in the United States while he was playing. And so it was really fun to combine our culture with the soccer culture because he actually started his career out in El Salvador. And okay. so it was so different, as you can imagine, living overseas and not speaking English and so many other things. So that's why it was like the most special fun time.
1: Got it. Yeah. Got it. That's cool. Tulsa. Yeah.
0: We'll yeah. need to
1: make a trip to Tulsa. Yeah. See what it's like. <laughs> I think I've driven no, I tri- drove through Kansas where I drove through. Never mind. Yeah, I haven't Ooh, been there before. Bet that's a little dry. Yeah, it was. It was a long yeah. long state.
0: Been to Iowa back in a day. Whew, never wanted to put my head through glass more. <laughs> um <laughs> So uh, I'm trying to think. Do you have anything else before we ask some of our final questions for, for Jesse here?
1: No, I think I'm good right now. I'm
0: good. Uh, Jesse, do you have anything else you want to cover before we, we have kind of our, our final question we ask? We like to ask people anything for us, anything else for listeners that, that maybe we didn't touch on, any, any other tips, insights, uh, whether just a little motivation, any inspiration, anything like that that you want to add on?
2: Yes, I do have something. All right. All right. Um, I would just like to let people know that I know my story is super unique on the fact that it's very heavily spiritually based and everything, um, but I just want people to know that it is not a prerequisite to lose weight, even though it was for me personally because of my personality and my mental state and how I think. But it's definitely not a prerequisite to lose weight. And I don't want people to think that they can't do it, you know, just because I thought I couldn't do it. Um, Not saying that God was like an, emotional crutch per se, but just to encourage people that they can start no matter what they're going through and that um, they don't need to overcomplicate things and to take things a day at a time. And um, I want people to really, you know, acknowledge that it's as simple as walking and like cutting out maybe a soda a day, or, you know, instead of getting two scoops of something, just get one and a half, you know, and starting, you know, with little increments at a time. Um, and eventually, as you get more and more into it, you start learning more and coming across more information and people and inspirational things that'll help you along the way. So just don't overwhelm yourself with what you're trying to do. That's what I want.
1: Got it. Baby steps.
0: Awesome. Love it. Awesome. So, uh, Jesse, we always like to finish asking our guests, uh, when you're gone, how would you like people to remember you? So when people think, Jesse, after you're gone, how do you want to be remembered?
2: I definitely want to be remembered first and foremost as a person of faith. Um, I want to be remembered as someone that truly expressed the heart of God to people Um, that is my main life's mission is to show people who Jesus is and and how he lived on this earth um, through my actions and my love. And even though I fall super short of that, um, he helps me do that every day. Um, And I also want to be remembered as someone that was very kind and intentional and someone that never gave up.
0: I respect that. I love that. Never quit. Um, Jesse, thank you very much for, for joining us today. We appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for sharing your story too, because uh, I know not all that is easy to share. So I commend and thank you for for sharing all that you did today. I think a lot of people um, are going to hear some things they might not have known they needed to hear, but probably needed to hear. Uh, and people really struggling with a lot of stuff. Uh, so hearing when, when other people that are at our ground level, uh, hear them come out on the other side after going through a lot of just things, you know, we all have our stuff. Uh, I think they're going to really benefit from hearing that. So thank you very much.
2: No problem. Thank you so much for reaching out and taking interest in my story. And I do <laughs> hope <laughs> that it helps somebody that hears and continue doing what you guys are doing because it, it helps a lot of people.
0: All right. We appreciate it. Thank you so much again. No problem. All right, Bye. we'll see you. Take care.